Hi and welcome to Heroes of New York. On today's show, I have with me David Cass. David Cass is a lightning designer and a New Yorker. He lives in Manhattan and David Cass has a speciality. He loves gardening and he's used that passion to transform New York City streets that are piled with garbage into pretty sites with flower beds. A few years ago, David looked around his neighborhood and was really fed up with what he saw. And since he saw no one take action, he decided to do it himself. Using his own time and money, he has been planting flower beds and taking care of them. He's been also lugging water around, watering these plants and nurturing them. There's a sense of danger to it because the sidewalks are so close. The vehicles on the road just whiz past and being on the sidewalk is pretty precarious. Yet he's been consistently doing it and he has adopted several flower beds as he tells us in the story. Hello and welcome to Heroes of New York, a podcast about everyday heroes who have refused to let the pandemic stop them from serving others. In every episode, I will introduce to you someone who has risen above the odds to uplift people around them. I'm your host Anu Senan. Hi David, welcome to Heroes of New York. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here Anu. Thanks. How are you doing today? Well, it's a regular work day for me, but I also have a little bit of Christmas shopping to do, so I'll probably do that in a little while before uh, the rains come. Yeah, right. You have to always <laughs> be mindful of the weather in New York City, which brings me to this topic that I'm so excited to know more about. Tell me, David, you've been doing a lot of work around New York City streets. You've been replanting the flower beds and they look all gorgeous. I saw the pictures that you sent me and I was uh-huh. so impressed. What inspired you to start this journey? Well, let me correct you on one thing and that is to replant because I don't think they've ever been planted to begin with. But I bike around New York and that's my main form of transportation and around my neighborhood in particular I just started to see that a lot of the tree pits which is that dirt area that's around the trees that they were just becoming garbage pits. People were using them instead of just throwing things out in the garbage at the corner and so I would ride past these and I kept seeing it. First of all, I was I was annoyed that the garbage wasn't ending up in the in the garbage cans, but I also said that why don't I take them over and try to do something that would make them look nicer. And that's really it. I have a green thumb. I used to live upstate for a little while and I had a garden at my house and when I came back to the city, I decided that once I saw that there was so much trash around that I would actually try to do something about it. So that was kind of the background as to what got me inspired by it and that was just a frustration of seeing trash where there shouldn't be trash absolutely and how long have you been doing this this is my third year i started it in the spring of 2017 maybe it's my fourth year i think it was 2017 wow yeah this was my fourth year 2017 20- maybe you were not counting 2020 Well, I, <laughs> I know, but I actually did a lot this year. It's one of the few things that I could do. I was out there starting in March because we had some warm weather and I know a lot of people were pretty down and it was kind of neat to see getting an early start this year that a lot of people were really grateful and thankful that there was something cheery that they could see when they were walking around the neighborhood. That's so true, right? And I'm sure you could devote more time to tending to all of these flower beds. So in these 3 years or 4 years as you said David what is the change that you've seen in these neighborhoods where you have these flower beds I think there's an appreciation now I I think people just look past it 
at some point, but now I think they look forward to it. Maybe there's now an expectation that there is going to be some beautification in the neighborhood. And yeah, I think that it would be a real loss if it didn't happen. It really mm-hmm. does a lot to improve the psyche when you walk by and rather than seeing garbage, you see something that's really, really beautiful to look at. And it makes everyone, it's pretty uplifting to see. And I hear it. I, I didn't do it to get gratitude or recognition. I did it because I saw a need, but it is kind of nice when people stop. I don't know what people are aware of when they walk by, but the thanks, especially this year, it was pretty heartwarming to see that people actually do pay attention and do acknowledge it. And it actually means something to them. Mm -hmm. That is very true. So how many flower beds do you have? Well, in my immediate area, I have 22. It started with one and and I just, it's probably like like the caveman. Once I, I realized that I can, I have wheels now and I have a cart that I could pull water to and bring the plants to, it, it just ma- makes it a little easy to do some of the outlying beds that are about five or six blocks away. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'd have to carry everything out. And one of the big challenges is watering, you know, other than planting and prepping the beds and all that, watering is major maintenance upkeep. And to carry, I cart out five-gallon pails, uh, four five-gallon pails at a time to water all the outlying beds. And once I had a cart to do that with, it made it a little easier, although it still takes almost two hours in a dry spell in summer to water everything to keep them going. Oh, absolutely. That's a lot of work. Given that you're, you know, the number of flower beds have expanded and you have to do a lot of work to tend to them. Do you see this expanding to a team? Maybe you will have a member or two join you. I would love that. And and some school children, uh, some parents of children said that they would love to help. My only issue is it's not my full-time job. And to schedule that, it's pretty difficult because I just do it. I say, oh, I have some free time. I'll just go out and water now. But if I have a team, not everybody has the wherewithal to store a cart and the five-gallon pails and all the supplies that I use and all the gardening tools. So I have to think how I could bring more people into the fold and formless. And, and a lot of people have come up to me and said, oh, just let me know if you need any help. But I said, all right, I have an hour free time. Do I make stop making phone calls or do, just, do I just go out and water? So that's the challenge right now. One of the challenges is if I can bring more people in and how to formalize it, because it's also when the beds are dry, it's not on any schedule. It's because there hasn't been any rain. The weather dictates some of the maintenance schedule. Mm-hmm. And, and I just do it in between times because I own my own business. So that helps. I don't have a strict yeah. nine to five schedule. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's something I'd love to do, but it's a little difficult to figure out the logistics of how to make that happen because because I'm just one person <laughs> at this time. And it takes a lot. How much can I formalize this to grow it into something a little more structured and formal? I mean, I do always ask people, if you see garbage in there, just help me out and, and take out garbage. Mm-hmm. And some people have said that they have, because I usually do that too. I make the rounds before I come in at night and I bike past each one and I just pull out trash. I carry a bag with me all the time and I pull out trash mm-hmm. just to keep, you know, it's the daily upkeep of that. So that's the predicament I'm in. <laughs> that's amazing to see someone walk around and voluntarily clean up our neighborhood. You mentioned you're just one person. And that reminds me, your Facebook page is also called Just One Person. 
Yeah, I had to think about it. And actually, there is a just one person. It's just one person without the U in just. So it's J-S-T-O-N-E person. And uh-huh. I said, everything I need is you. <laughs> wow, that's perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I think there's so much, uh, there's such a big message behind that name. You know, one person can make all the difference like you're showing us right now uh, in cleaning and keeping our neighborhood uh, beautiful. And David, what kind of plants do you grow? That's an interesting one, too, because one of the other challenges and issue is that the plants are out in the open. They're not protected. I don't have netting over them. And I get a lot of theft. People will just I don't know why. I don't know what they think, but people will just come by and pluck plants out. One of the things that I I did when I decided to do this is that I want it to be green all year long, not just in the summer, you know, after the first frost, what am I going to put in there to keep things going until April when the annuals and the more pretty flowers come in. And if you go by any of the ones in Chelsea along 6th Avenue, along 18th Street up to 21st, they're green right now. Right before it snowed last week, I went out there and I planted probably about 20 evergreen type plants just so that it looks a little festive. I planted holly and cypress and these things that are evergreen so that it doesn't attract garbage for one and that it looks nice. It looks nice even even in snow and the snow. I did it before the snow because I wanted to get it in there and to have the snow act as a blanket to protect it somewhat while the weather was kind of cold. So I was scurrying around right as the snowflakes were falling just to finish all the winter planting so that it would look decent when the snow melted and then the plants had to have a chance to acclimate to the cold temperature. Interesting. So there's a lot of planning that goes into this. Yeah. I, and now the other thing you said is, uh, what do I put in there? The, the thing that I've also tried not to do is to make them too pretty with bouquet type flowers, like they're dahlias and a lot of flowers that people cut and will put in a vase. And I didn't want to make mm-hmm. them that pretty. They're, some of the ones that are really flowery are done with flowering vinca and impatience, which are very delicate and people don't cut those to put in a vase and there's less theft. Uh, for that. So they're kind of small and delicate uh, in the flowering world so that I avoid people trying to pick them for themselves or for whatever reason that they, they think it may be done by the city and it's it's theirs because they're taxpayers. But this is all funded privately, first out of mm-hmm. my pocket and then the building, surrounding buildings have put out feelers and uh, have asked for contributions to the GoFundMe site that now contributes to all the beds in in the area that I've taken over. David, how can our listeners help you? Well, if they visit, if they want to visit and and help contribute, if they go to, uh, on Facebook, the just J-S-T-O-N-E-P-E-R-S-O-N, just one person, uh, there's a way to contribute there and, and follow the progress of the beds. Yeah. And just to keep us oversight as to what it is that I'm actually doing and trying to accomplish. So, yeah, that site has it all. It tells the story there and it shows some of the history of some of the initial garbage plots that motivated me to get this project going. So mm-hmm. some of the the albums there, if even if you just peruse them, you can see what's happened. And crazy stuff happens. It's not just theft. But there are times if I travel and there isn't rain and and. I can't get a team together to water. I have to replace things in the summertime. But I've had car crashes into some of the beds that wipe them out. Uh, garbage trucks have hit the uh, 
beds and wiped out sections of them. I've probably had about four or five car incidences that wipe out a bed and I have to start from scratch mm-hmm. to keep that going. It's, you know, a great day for me is when there are no surprises. The only surprise is maybe a little bit of litter, but sometimes they come out there and I cannot believe what I see, you know, from what somebody's thrown in there to what an accident may have done to them. So yeah, a, a great day is, is a day without surprises. Absolutely. I'm sure it's very hurtful to see all that hard work destroyed by a car crash. That can ruin my day, in all honesty. Each one is kind of like my baby. They're, mm-hmm. they're related in some fashion because I do them. Some people have come up to me and said, oh, I see that what you did down the, down the block. That's, you know, I know your style now. That's a nice part, but sometimes I can't always replace things that are stolen with things that are the same. So beds that I try to keep in sync somehow fall out of sync and I have to go with what's available because I get all the uh, all the plants at the farmer's market in Union Square. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this was interesting, David, to hear so much about someone who cares about New York City's neighborhoods and tries to make it look beautiful, clean and keep it trash free. I think I and everyone else here really owe you a debt of gratitude. And I hope that (laughs) your movement actually expands and grows and people like me can also volunteer to help. Uh, But what are your tips to our listeners in terms of how they can help their neighborhood? Well, I actually, um, they can contact me. I've done that with uh, people in the West Village and up in Hell's Kitchen. I've got a contact over in, in the city council and he contacted me and so did some people that had come to the neighborhood. And after they saw the story on CBS, they wanted to know what, what it is that, how do I actually manage to do so many beds at once? And so I, I walk through them. This is the story of it. I tell them, show them some of the plants uh, that I've used. I'm happy to walk the beds with anybody. And I've done this a bunch of times. And then I assist them when they We've done some community planting days. I've assisted them and helped organize things in Hell's, Hell's Kitchen in the West Village. And actually even a couple of new beds in Chelsea down by 15th Street, where the city council had brought in some, some people for to help volunteer. And we got things going. So it takes a little know-how, and I'm happy to do that. They can contact me probably by the via my Facebook page. And then um, once we do a walkthrough, then we can they'll have enough information to bring that up to their neighborhoods as long as they have some of the tools and um, infrastructure to water and do things like that. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've done that a couple of times and I'm grateful to help out in any neighborhood that's take on such an undertaking. That's great. I hope our listeners take note and make the best use of you. <laughs> it's great. I, I enjoy doing it. I, I enjoy getting my hands dirty. And I think it makes a big difference to the way New York looks. Absolutely. David, I can't wait to see your flower beds in person. I hope someday to walk over and you could probably give me a tour as well. I would love um, to. And I up a couple of minutes before. If I'm free, I'll come down or we can set a time. Absolutely. I wish you the very best for 2021 and that your work may expand. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks. And thanks so much for reaching out and inviting me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us this week on Heroes of New York. Make sure to visit our website, anusenan.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes. If you love the show, please leave a rating on iTunes 
so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thanks for listening and see you in two weeks from now.